Welcome to episode 268 of Magic the Amateuring. That's right. It's a podcast for players who are new to the game, returning to the game, want to get better at magic, or just become a bigger part of their magic communities. I'm one of your two hosts, Maria. I'm another one of your two hosts, Megan. And Ghost Host is, uh, you know, we, we count Ghost Host as one of the hosts. Exactly. But, but not when we're not actually counting, counting hosts. hosts. No. Yeah. Because you can't technically count a ghost, fun fact. That's right. And Ghost Host mm-hmm. actually doesn't have a host uh, no. because Ghost Host is not currently possessing anyone. No, just his ethereal form floats amongst us. Exactly. Some of you had questions. Would Ghost Host follow us to our new office of Ravnica? Yeah. Yes. 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 Ghost Host is here amongst um, us. Ghost Host is really enjoying haunting the new building. Oh, yes. He's loving it. So many more new people to haunt. Yeah, exactly. A so. new haunt, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> we make jokes like old people. <laughs> there's dad jokes and there's old people jokes. Yeah. And that was an old people joke. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> On today's show, uh, we've got a or, uh, parent jokes. Parent jokes. Parent. Parent. It's yeah. apparent these jokes are bad. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Today's show, we have some uh, really exciting news uh, that's also kind of sad news in a way. That's right. We're not going to tell you what it is, though, yet. Ooh, what a <laughs> we're tease. Just gonna, we're just going to leave you hanging with that. We're also going to return to Mechanics Forever. Part two. Where we're talking about some of the crazy mechanics that have happened in Magic's history. Yes, I'm, I'm loving doing those mechanics uh, re- Returning to some of those those older mechanics because it's kind of like going back to the beginning of the show and the way that we were in episode one of Magic the Amateuring, which is not having any idea what was going on. What's flying? What on earth is trample? Yeah, Yeah, that's what it feels like when we're going through. So hopefully you can enjoy us uh, kind of, you know, going back to our roots with Magic the Amateuring, exploring some of these older mechanics. some might say obscure mechanics. That's but right. Before we do any of that, we uh, want to say thank you to everybody who's joined and become a part of the Magic the Amateuring family on patreon.com slash mtacast. That's right. If you have become a patron at any point in the history yes. of Magic the Amateuring's Patreon, thank you so much. Uh, you are helping keep the show alive, helping us put out new content, uh, which we are so excited about. And really just, again, keeping this on the air for everybody who listens. And or watches. And you can join for as little as $5 a month. That gets you to squirrel level uh, at Magic the Amateurings Patreon. And you can join our Discord chat, hang out with a lot, bunch of really cool people, get access to bonus Patreon content on patreon.com slash mtacast and just you know what feel good about what you do in your life it puts a warm feeling you know in your in your body just like i've done a good thing today you know that's right and it is cents a day yes cents cents half a cent depends on how you calculate it really i mean it's more than half a cent is it for five dollars a month (laughs) cents a day sometimes magic is a math game (laughs) Uh, we also want to say thank you to Card Kingdom. Cardkingdom.com slash MTACast is the place to go to get some super sweet Card Kingdom swag for all of your magic needs. In fact, uh, Megan is sitting in front of some amazing That's stuff. That's right. 
we have behind us here, and this ties into, uh, it is new player month new here player at Magic month. the Amateuring. Uh, we have some sweet rookie decks from Card Kingdom. These are great. Uh, there's one for each of the five colors of Magic, and uh, they're decks specifically for teaching new players the game. I love it. It's amazing. It's super cool. They're like five dollars. Cool. Literally five dollars. Cardkingdom.com slash MTAcast. Use that link, buy some of these rookie decks, and teach a new player, and tweet it at MTAcast with the hashtag new player month and you'll be entered to win some of these rookie decks and other great swag that we have from card kingdom that's right um like we said it is new player month that means that the magic 101 series is hitting youtube every monday yes um not just this month although it did just start last week yeah um where you can go for lessons beginning at the very 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 beginning of like what is magic what's a land is how does it make mana exactly these are the things uh that we're covering from the very beginning in magic 101 so if you're teaching someone you can let us take on some of the nitty-gritty work of just doing the talkity talk yes and then you can sit down and do the playty play yeah with your friend and then you get up and you do the walkity walk (laughs) and then you watch star trek and you do the spockity spock <laughs> and then you misremember a song from the past and then you do the yakity yak. What is that? The yakity yak. Yeah, obviously the yakity yak. Don't talk back. Wow, wow. I haven't thought about that song since 1990. <laughs> Perhaps earlier. But yeah, these rookie decks are there. They've also got their great battle decks, mm-hmm. uh, which are more than one color to play with once you've uh, advanced to that stage. But our Magic 101 series is a playlist. So soon in the future, you just rattle down the whole playlist, watch all the 101 videos. But for now, every Monday, check it out. By the way, sub to our YouTube channel if you haven't. YouTube.com slash MTA class. Uh, we put up new videos every single week, uh, including the video version of this podcast. We do sketches. We do deck text. We do, uh, you know, crazy stuff stuff about wine pairing with deck lists that's right if you haven't yet seen the international wine and deck list club yeah it's a delight it's an utter an utter delight and thank you to everybody who sent us in a photo of you teaching somebody new to play for new player month Uh, delightful i am melting oh they're so cute because it is so heartwarming thank you adorable It's time to talk Dominaria. That's right, everybody. We have some happy, sad news. Yeah, the happy news is Dominaria looks awesome. That's right. <laughs> like, the sad news awesome. is that the Chinese release notes got leaked online and obviously translated. And so uh, people have a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of information about Dominaria um, before the set. Yeah. Is scheduled to come out or we are like scheduled to know these things yeah we we jumped the gun by a lot by by quite a bit and it's always sad because uh seeing i think preview cards and stuff which is still gonna happen because we haven't seen the cards with their awesome art or anything like that yet but uh is always kind of sad because wizards puts in so much hard work to making sure these things come out on schedule and of course the content creators that preview these cards it's really exciting Mm -hmm. for them for them as well so it's too bad that that happened but wizards is kind of embracing it and they're saying, you know what? We're not going to ignore the reality that this is out there, and we are going to publish the release notes early, which they've done on uh, Daily MTG, and that includes like me- new mechanics of the set, specific release notes on cards, uh, and rules changes, that sort of thing. That's right. Um, you can go there if you want to take a look at that article. If you're like, wait, 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 I don't enjoy getting my info that way. Yeah. Well, one, you can listen to us right now. <laughs> this is another way to get Boom. information. It's also a way to get bad parent jokes. Um... <laughs> 
which are jokes that are bad by parents, not jokes about parents who are bad. Yes, anyway, important distinction. A very important distinction. But also, uh, you're listening to this on Tuesday. Yesterday, uh, they did the official mechanics article by Matt Tabak, uh, as well as the rules changes by Aaron Forsyth. Uh, so they are there. They bumped up the schedule a little bit. They said, Do you know what? This happened. So yeah. here's the info um, and in the actual articles. So you can go and look at some of the cards that we'll be talking about today and read those articles if you don't want to go and read the release notes. And if you don't want anything spoiled about Dominaria, skip this section entirely. That's right. This is your spoiler alert warning. Because we're going to talk it. Yes, we're going to talk it. Uh, Also, don't go on the internet at all. Ever. Ever. (laughs) Just don't do it. Ever. If you you open up your browser, it will just pop up with a card from Dominaria on it. Yeah, it will. It knows. Your computer knows. knows. You know what? Your computer does know. (laughs) That's the Scarily enough, it does. It Uh, knows a lot about you. More like Google knows, but you know, like whatever. You know what I mean? They know. They know. I wonder how, like, I would love to see the Google Doc, like, this is what we know about Maria Bartholdi. You think that they just put it in a Google Doc? (laughs) Well, they... (laughs) Like, it's just a literal person sitting there typing up notes about you. Yeah. As they, like, like, look through your browser history. Interesting. She likes to buy clothes. Let's see if we can hook her with this one. Boom. That would make me so happy if that's how it actually worked. It's like your own version of release notes. I'm going to give you the TLDR on Dominaria if you haven't already taken a peek at these release notes. This set is awesome. I mean, I can't say because I haven't played it, but it looks so cool. It looks really cool. I can't wait to see the art from this. Oh, my gosh. That's going to be amazing. That's kind of what I'm most looking forward to because, you know, I just love high fantasy. And I think this set is going to kind of, you know, uh, epitomize that because that's what Dominaria was, you know, before our time. And a lot of people got to play back then, but we didn't. So now it's our turn to go back to the beginnings of magic. They were it was back before they were like, let's have a let's have a. German world that's yeah. also spooky. Yeah. <laughs> and when they were just like classic high fantasy. Yeah. Dragons and knights. I mean, to be care- to be fair, let's have a German world that's also spooky turned out amazing. Yes, it did. <laughs> it did. But it was before they thought of that. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. So pre-release for Dominaria, April 21st and 22nd. Oh my gosh. Really? Oh my goodness. That is so soon. It is really soon. Weird. <laughs> And Masters 25 oh, coming buddy. out, like, the weekend after this one? Yeah. No, the this six, weekend. This weekend, the 16th. Yeah. Wild. Head on out, BT Dubs. Oh, my gosh. Masters 25. Okay, so, yeah. Uh, or as Maria says, Magic 25. <laughs> you know what? Either or. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, uh, Dominaria, of course, going back to the first plane that Magic ever, ever, ever had back in the day. And uh, some new mechanics uh, coming. Yeah. And we're visiting some old ones as well. Uh, so our first new mechanic yes. is called Saga. Saga. Saga is uh, an inc- a complicated enchantment it situation. Really it really is. So the way it works is um, you cast it and then it enters the battlefield. Uh, and when it enters the battlefield, 
You put a little lore counter on it. Saga, wh- or what? What is it called? At, like like a chapter. Chapter one. Chapter, yeah. A chapter, so chapter one. And it'll have a corresponding, like, thing that happens. In chapter um, one. Like, the, the example that they have here is History of Benalia. Okay. One white, white enchantment saga. Uh, as the saga enters, and after you draw step, add a lore counter. Okay. Um, chapter one. So it enters and you put a little chapter counter on it. Create a 2-2 white knight creature token with vigilance. Sick. Nice. And then your draw step comes around, right? Yeah. Next turn. And you put your old lore counter on it. Uh, And it's chapter two. So you get another knight. You get another knight. Uh, And then chapter three is knights you control get plus two plus one until end of turn. I love it. Nice. And then once you have your third lore counter on this, does it just go away forever? This one says sacrifice after three. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so I think that, I think it says that they, they, they all might do that. all have three, um, but that anyways, yeah, they'll all have like a sacrifice after this one. Sure. So you get like an ability, uh, so you get a thing, you get a thing, you get a thing, then it goes then away. Then it goes away. Pretty sweet. Well, this is cool. It's very flavorful because I think this Return to Dominaria is very, uh, Vorthos or lore story driven. And so we're kind of like... Reading the story once again and going to yep. chapter three from chapters one and two. It is an epic tale. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, this is a really cool uh, mechanic. A big, big fan. Uh, seems, it seems a little complicated when you first read it, but I think it's going to play out uh, pretty simply. Next, we have uh, a major theme of legendary permanence. Yeah, so this set is going to be chock full of legendary stuff. That's Not right. only your planeswalkers, but you're going to have no. a bunch of legendary creatures, commander fans in the house. Get ready. Artifacts, legendary Boom. artifacts. Yeah, so Megan, speaking of legendary artifacts, yeah. why don't you hit us up with one that seems pretty spicy? Mox Amber. A mo- what? Yeah. Hasn't wizards learned their lesson? These things are too good for any child to eat. I mean, tell Mox Diamond that. Poor <laughs> <Or> Mox Diamond. <laughs> Don't feed your kids cards. Any cards. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Mox Amber, zero, legendary artifact. Tap, add one mana of any color among legendary creatures and planeswalkers you control. I love it. Yeah. So... This is kind of, you know, a little bit of a harder to turn on mox, but, you know, somebody will find a way to break it, no doubt. That's just the way it goes. Um, But yeah, you're going to have an easier time uh, finding legendary creatures. I believe uh, that there is a legend for sure in every single pack of Dominaria. Yeah, that's what they've said. Oh, wow. Pretty pretty wild, right? And of course, we know that like planeswalkers are now legendary. Yep. um, Which is pretty sweet. That is important for yeah. this as well. And not only can you do uh, legendary creatures and artifacts and this kind of thing. Um, do you want to? Oh, th- you can also talk about legendary sorceries. That's right. What These that? are sorceries that you can only cast if you control a legendary uh Creature or planeswalker. Wow. So they are so powerful. There must be some, you know, creatures that normally wouldn't be legendary are going to just be legendary in this set. Yeah, just maybe like, so. Do you think it's going to be like, you know. Or I think there might just be like, like, there's a lot of people who are deserving of being legendary. Oh, yes, certainly on Dominaria. Yeah, exactly. Like this one, Urza's Ruinous Blast. Again. 
<laughs> Urza, Urza has only blown up a lot of things. That's a, kind of like his deal. It's kind of his deal. You're like, what's Urza's deal? Well, he, he got beheaded and didn't die, and he blows up stuff. Okay. Um, four and a white legendary sorcery. So it says you may cast a legendary sorcery, sorcery only if you control a legendary creature or planeswalker. Exile all non-land permanents that aren't legendary. What? Wow. Wow. Talk wow. about a wrath. Ooh, wow. This is certainly a legendary or a ruinous blast indeed. It really is. So this is kind of cool. Sorceries and stuff that care if you have a legend in play. I yeah. guess my question is like, are we going to see legendary creatures that um, aren't super awesome, like gold mythic rares or, you know, normally a rare, you can have le- rare, rare legends, but I'm like, are you going to have an uncommon card that's legendary? Probably not. I don't know. Maybe. Huh. You never know. I think if like, right, if you're promising that there's at least one legendary creature in every pack. Yeah. Like, how are you going to make sure that happens? I mean, maybe Unless some every of them will have to be. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Um, like this one, Joda Archmage Eternal. Nice. One blue, red, white, legendary creature, human wizard, four, three, flying. You may pay Wooberg rather than pay the mana cost for spells that you cast. Oh, that's kind of cool. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I don't know the rarity of that card, but that's kind of cool. Exactly. Speaking of legendary things and sagas, histories, historic. That's right. So historic is another kind of a new term that we're introducing with Dominaria. And historic is, uh, it cares if you have a legendary thing happening. <laughs> what what yeah. do I mean? <laughs> um, so there's, so basically, uh, it's kind of like, you remember, um, like heroic, right? It's not, it says if you target it, then you get a thing. Yes. So it's not the same thing every time. Sure. It'll be different. Um, and in this case, historic means artifacts, legendary permanence, or sagas. Okay. Those are the three historic things. Um, and there will be cards that care about that. Like, for instance, uh, this one that says, whenever you cast a historic spell, draw a card. Sick. So it's kind of like that. But in this case, uh, casting a historic spell means casting an artifact, a legendary, or a saga. Okay, so this is pasted on a creature. Yes, it who sure is, is. Legendary and just completely BA. Yeah. Joria, Weatherlight Captain. Joira. Joira, Weatherlight Captain. You might remember her from looking sweet in your cubes or from being an avatar on Magic Online. That's right. There used to be a format, format. Called, that you could play called Joira. Yes. Which is like Momir, where you get a random creature except it's spells, oh. and you just get random spells. I love it. You can't play that anymore? Um, you you have to, like, there's no rooms for it. You have to have built a Joira deck yourself, oh. and then get someone else who has built a Joira. Okay. And then you just challenge each other to a Joira match. I played that one time. It was really fun. It is a lot it's of bizarre. fun. Bizarre. It's not, it's not like Momir, where it's casting cost. Um, it's... Uh, like if you tap two and do it, yeah. it's, you're not only going to get things with converted mana cost two. Oh, really? Yeah. You just, I think you just get random. <laughs> like it's just random. The Wild West. Anyway, she's captain of the Weatherlight now. Yeah, she is. Which is a giant, awesome Dominarian boat built by Urza. Yeah. Two blue red. She's a legendary creature. Of course. Human artificer. Three, three. And has, has that text we mentioned before. Whenever you cast a historic spell, draw a card. Nice. This card is sick. Yeah. I love it. I'm excited. Me too. (laughs) I don't know what the weather light's been up to these days, but back in the day, it could plane shift. 
that boat was a planeswalker kind of. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll find out. We'll find out. We sure will. I wonder if the weather light's going to be a vehicle. Of course it is. Are you I kidding don't know. me? It has to be. Does it? How could they not? Remember last time I was like, oh, they've definitely got to have vehicles for pirate ships. Yeah, that's you know? true. So they, if they're going to make a pirate ship, they're going to make the weather light. Oh, I hope it's But awesome. I wonder if it's going to be a vehicle. Maybe, may, what if it's a sentient sky ship? Ooh, like a, like a creature ship? Yeah. Like the one we found ghost ship? <laughs> Remember? Oh yeah, that's right. Ghost ship. It's in Masters 25. Yeah. Maybe Weird. it's like that. Mm-hmm. To knows? be discovered. Um, then we have a returning keyword, Kicker. Yes, Kicker. Blast from the past. Here's an example of a card that will have it in Dominaria. Baloth Gorger. Two green green creature beasts. It's a 4-4. Four, four. Kicker 4. You may pay an additional 4 as you cast a spell. If you do, it enters a battlefield with three plus one plus one counters on it. Nice. So Kicker, yeah, you just you have Kicker in a number. And if you pay that extra number, you get an extra benefit. Yeah. You can only pay that kicker cost once, though. Yes. Like, if you had a million mana, you couldn't kick this one million times and have it enter with one million no. counters on it. <laughs> That'd be sweet, though. Three million counters on it. But you cannot. But yeah, kicker uh, is a, gr- a mechanic a lot of people liked because yeah. it's really nice. It scales with the game. You can just pay for your 4-4 Bayloth situation. Or if you're like, yeah. well, I've got this extra mana laying around. It makes your spells better later in the game. Uh, if you've got more mana available, which usually you do. You know, I don't know. The fam- most famous kicker card, as far as I'm concerned, is Gnarled Pack. Gnarled <laughs> Pack. Classic kicker. Yeah, cutest Although, card. Although, Gnarled Pack is multi-kicker, isn't it? Is it? I think it is. Oh, my gosh. Maybe I lied to everybody. Wow. Wow. Which wow. Is, multi-kicker is a kicker that you can pay multiple times. Yeah, maybe you are right. I think you are right. I think you can you can kick yeah. those poor little gnarlets as much as you want. <laughs> we do not condone kicking gnarlets. Do not. If you see a gnarlet, you may be tempted to kick its fuzzy little gnarlet booty. Don't do but it. But just don't do it. It's like a corgi butt. It's cute and puffy. And you're like, ooh, what if I just give it a little boot with my boot? Is no. that what you think about cute things? Like, that's your first inclination? It's like, let's kick it? Let's kick it. <laughs> Wow. I see a cute baby wow. chick. Let me kick this in the face. <laughs> Let's see how far it flies. Pew! Yeah, yeah, it's a multi-kicker. multi-kicker. Okay, so not as good as a multi-kicker. Just normal kicker. Just normal. I mean, it's still pretty sweet. Yeah, it's I still do pretty like sweet. it. I do like it. I, lo- I like mechanics that uh, kind of let you play them early uh, or get a bonus effect if you play them later in the game absolutely so of course we'll have judge rob on before the dominaria pre-release and we'll dive deeper into all of these new rules and uh specific card questions that you might have that'll come up uh bef- the week before the pre-release yeah there's also a couple of rules changes hitting the tables with dominaria that's right uh one of the biggest ones is that damage can't be redirected to planeswalkers anymore um so in the past if you for instance lightning bolt your opponent uh but they have a jason play that's at three you could be like i'm gonna bolt you and redirect to jace and then jace will take that three damage however if you're at first you're like when i first read this i was like oh no how are we ever gonna kill planeswalkers but um the way it works is that everything's being eroded to say uh, target player or planeswalker. Right. Or like target opponent or planeswalker. Yeah. 
I think this is a very smart move on Wizard's part as redirection of damage is kind of bizarre concept. It's a little confusing. To wrap your head around when you're just starting. Exactly. It's something that's like, it's not very intuitive, Um, especially since when you're attacking, like you can attack a planeswalker or choose to attack the person. But you're like, Um, wait, I can't just bolt the planeswalker? Sometimes you're just like, why can I not just bolt yeah. That Jace. Yeah, and I think we got a preview of this um, when we saw some arena stuff. Some of the cards in arena had this change on them. So we had a th- had a thinking that this might be the way that Wizards is going to go and they're going yeah. to do it. Um, which is pretty sweet. Pretty yeah. sweet indeed. So another change that uh, Wizards is making that is not necessarily having to do anything with the rules, but is kind of, uh, I don't know how to say it, a, a different kind of change, is that they're changing the text his or her on cards to be the singular they or their, which uh, I think is super smart. Not only is it just better and more efficient to print on yes. your cards, <laughs> but it is more inclusive and uh, just makes everything simpler. Yeah. So there, there you go. Yeah. So um, that, that'll be the text of cards going forward. Yeah. Uh, we also know that we're getting the other half of the Czech lands. Ah, yes. Which are the lands that, uh, or the buddy lands as some, sometimes people call them, where uh, it, when it comes in, it looks to see, like uh, in this case, isolated chapel. It enters the battlefield tapped unless you control a plains or a swamp. Sure. So it's like, do you got a plains or a swamp? Let me check. Let me check. For my buddies. That's right. Oh, that's cool. Am I misremembering this? What? I wonder if I'm calling... What are buddy lands? I thought these were buddy lands. But maybe you know what? only check lands. I have given up on trying to remember what people call all of these lands. Yeah. Because at some point when we were arguing over whether we called them tango lands or whatever... Oh, that's right. We were, everyone just, was just like, we're done. I just gave we're up. done <laughs> with this. Flip. We're so far over I'm just going to call them their actual names. Oh, yeah. They're also called the Buddy Lands. Okay. So okay. Czech Land, Buddy Land. Czech Land, Buddy Land. Or just friend, call friend it land. what it is. Yeah. <laughs> also, Wizards doing away with the phrase mana pool. Yeah. It still exists. It exists. It's still a thing that exists. It's just but like Land of War Elves won't say add green to your mana pool. It's just like add green. Yeah. Which also makes sense because imagine you're playing. You're like, wait a second. What is my mana pool? Cool. Which, you know what? Now that I think about it, I feel like an old MTA episode was like jumping into the mana pool or something like I that. I think you're right. <laughs> now that wow. won't make now any make more any sense. sense. <laughs> That's okay. But yeah, overall, man, this this set looks so We're super cool. excited. Oh. It is, of course, sad that this happened. But yeah. obviously, as the cards are previewed for realsies, yep. uh, we'll be talking about them every week. So get ready and get excited fellow people do it fellow definitely humans definitely humans just like we are we're all i have organs definitely humans i'm not a projection no no i I have mass ate a sandwich i looked at a Of mechanics why don't we go back in time to finish off our mechanics forever from last episode part two i don't know if we're gonna finish it because there are still one million okay all right so well, maybe we're gonna do maybe this is part two of three all right we'll find out yeah i loved i love this by the way <laughs> this mechanics is so fun forever. to me yeah. mechanics forever okay, okay where are we at we left off with bushido yeah now we're on soul shift oh boy 
I don't shift. know what this means. You know what? I know I've seen it on cards before, but I can't remember. Me neither. So I'm going to guess that what happens is... <gasps> We have seen it. Have we? Yeah, it was in, I think it was in one of the Masters sets okay. or something. Soul Shift. Soul Shift is a triggered ability on some spirit creatures uh, where it allows a player to return a less expensive spirit creature card uh, from, her graveyard, yes. from their graveyard to their hand. Yes, yes, yes. And we saw this with, like, there was a card that you could do it in, oh, man, I want to say Eternal Masters. Yeah, I think that sounds Ooh. right. Wait, there there have not been two eternal. Masters. I don't mean eternal masters. What do modern I mean? Masters? Modern masters. I think too. you were right. There were. I think the spirits were like one of the archetypes. Yeah, right? because you could return and they had soul shift. a card that could kill something. Yeah, I remember doing that. Okay, I remember soul shift a little bit. Okay, so basically, yeah, uh, yeah it says um, soul shift n. Where, like, N is the number of the converted mana cost. Yeah, this was a good mechanic. I liked it. Pretty I liked cool. playing with it. Yeah. In Modern Masters, A+. Plus. Nice. Soul Shift. Uh, I'll give it, like, I'll give it a sure. Sure. <laughs> We're <laughs> at Megan's College. <laughs> yeah. That's what you, you, get, you get grades of, like, sure. great. Pretty good. Okay. Sure. Sure. So it sure is like a D? No, like, okay, and sure, pretty interchangeable. Okay. Wait, oh, trying, no. to figure out, <laughs> trying to figure out what grades you got at this school is very difficult. Just very difficult. Don't try, basically. Exactly. Honestly, as long as you didn't get like an ugh. Then you're, you're fine. Okay. Okay, great. Although if you got an eh, then that's like, that's pretty bad. You know you're what? pretty close to failing. You're pretty close to getting an ugh. ugh. If you got an eh. Eh. <laughs> Like, does it honestly matter what grades you get? Does anybody no, actually everyone, look at that no. ever? No, they it does don't. Not. Truth. It there is does no permanent not. record. Offering. Except the one that Google is keeping in a doc <laughs> about you. Why wouldn't we use Google Docs? We invented them. We invented them. Hello. Um, <laughs> offering. What do you think this is? This feels like like you're supposed to like... It's a mechanic where you, if, when it comes, okay, there, here's my guess. Okay. When you cast this. Yeah. Um, or like it comes into play, you can sacrifice a permanent for an extra effect. That makes sense. I think sacrificing has to be part of this. Right? Yeah. We'll see. Okay. Uh, oh man, we're correct. Awesome. Offering is a keyword ability that allows a player to sacrifice a permanent to play a card with offering as an instant. Oh. Oh, wow. And a reduced, and a reduced mana cost. That's kind of cool. All right. Introduced in Betrayers of Kamigawa. Let's see. I wanted to offering. find a green. Like, here we go. Uh, patron of the Nizumi, five black, black, legendary creature spirit, rat offering. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you may cast this card okay. anytime you can cast an instant by sacrificing a rat and paying the difference in mana cost between this and the sacrifice rat. Mana cost includes color. Wow, it's a little bit like a merge. Yeah. Except to merge into the instant thing or care about types. Like it didn't have I to love be that he cares about a rat. Rat offering. Sacrifice your rat to me. Give the me a god. Rat. Give me a rat. Me, the patron of Nazumi. Give me a rat. I cost seven, but I need a rat to live. Ah. Wow, if I was ever a big, bad demon person, I would want more than a rat. Just prepare yourselves. Ooh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I on the plane home from somewhere I watched King Arthur Legend of the Sword or something. That sounds bad. You might ask why. 
The answer Why? is because I will watch any King Arthur movie. Because <laughs> okay, it's kind of a it's kind of a thing of me. I wrote a big college paper about it. Doesn't matter because none of the movies are actually King Arthur stories. I thought you were going to say because nothing you do in college man. Well, that's also accurate, as we established a few minutes ago. But it was it was just horrible. And who cares if it was King Arthur? It's just a stupid skin they put on a movie for men to run around. And in it, what happens? A demon, a weird. This part was actually cool. There's a weird slithery, melted-headed snake demon that lived in a pool underneath this castle, and it wanted uh, the other king to like kill his loved one in exchange for more power. Oh. It's pretty dark. Anyway. It's dark. I won't get to that level, but it may be close. <laughs> <laughs> what are we on now? Ninjutsu. Oh, this is a, this is a beloved mechanic. Is it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it where you can just be like, no, 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 I'm thinking of the ninja from Unstable. That's what I'm thinking of. I mean, of. this is basically like, I think the way it works is if something is attacking... Um, you can, and it isn't blocked, you can ninjutsu out a different card instead. Yes, that's right. Um, so it is exclusive <laughs> to ninjas. Uh, so a creature that's attacking and unblocked to be exchanged with a ninja in that, in your hand. Um. That's so funny. Yeah. And it has to be unblocked? Yes. It has to be unblocked. Okay, so. So you're attacking at the creature. And they don't block it. And then you can be actually like ninjutsu this ninja out. Um, And I think the downside is um, that you have to return it to your hand. Okay. So I'm just, okay, let's take a look at a card with ninjutsu. Okay. Ninja of the deep hours, three to blue. Oh, so this is a ninja. Are they all ninja? Yes, they're all ninjas. That have it. Okay. It's a two, two for one in a blue. But also three in a blue. Three in a blue. It's a two, two. The ninjutsu ability is one in a blue. Return an unblocked attacker you control to hand. Put this card onto the battlefield from your hand tapped and attacking. Yeah. Whenever Ninja of the Deep Hours deals combat damage to a player, you may draw a card. Oh, I see. So this is why. Oh, I guess you don't have to put it back in your hand. Okay. Why did I think that you did? I don't know. But. All right. It's a little weird. I'm just wondering, like, were there ninjutsu cards that were just, like, you know, vanilla creatures, and that's why you wanted to exchange a better ninja from your hand? No. So the creature that's attacking and unblocked does not have to have ninjutsu. Oh, I see. So you just do this whenever. Only the one in your hand. Okay. Yeah. So the one in your hand has ninjutsu. You attack with, like, a tutu bear. Yeah. uh, And they don't block it. And then you're like, actually. 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 Swap it. (laughs) Swap it. Okay. Weird. That is a bizarre mechanic. It is a bizarre mechanic. It's really strange, but yeah. a very flavorful. It says only black or blue ninja cards. Okay. Hmm. Well, there you go. Ninjutsu. I very enjoy cool. it. I enjoy it. Yeah. Same. Um, all right. Next we have... Drum roll, please. Epic. Epic. What the heck? I don't know. Epic? Yeah. This sounds like from another game. (laughs) These are all from Savior. These are all from Kamigawa. We're just rolling through Kamigawa. There's a lot of real weird stuff in Kamigawa. Well, Ninjutsu by Rosewater. Oh, really? There you go. That makes sense. It seems like a Rosewater thing to do. Yeah. What the heck is epic? I don't even want to guess. No idea. No clue. Uh, let's see. Epic is a keyword ability of five sorceries from Sabers of Kamigawa. So this is only on five cards. Oh, no wonder it's obscure. Yeah. 
Uh, oh, and they're, so they are, like, they're legendary instants or sorceries. Wow. Oh, okay. so this is, reminds me of Dominaria, what we just yeah. talked so about. So I think it's just, like, a really epic thing that happens. <laughs> okay, what is an epic thing that could potentially happen with epic? Uh, all right, let's see. Um, endless Swarm. Okay. Five green, green, green sorcery. Create a 1-1 one, one green snake creature token for each card in your hand. How many cards are you going to have? Um, wait, epic. For the rest of the game, you can't cast spells. What? At the beginning of each of your upkeeps, copy the spell, except for its epic ability. Oh. Wow. Okay. So So you're casting it at the beginning of your turn every time. And it's just like, that's it. That's all you get to do for the rest of the game is have this epic spell. Yeah. So you better win, else... You can't cast anything else ever. Wow. So here's the white one. Enduring Ideal. Five white white. Sorcery. Search your library for an enchantment card and put it into play. Then shuffle your library. Epic for the rest of the game. You can't cast spells at the beginning of each of your upkeeps. Copy the spell. Okay. Wow. So this, I remember Enduring Ideal because of the card that was printed Gosh, I even previewed it, and I can't remember. It was a white card that carried oh, about Overwhelming it. Splendor. Overwhelming Splendor, yeah. So. Yeah, wild. Uh, then there's there's Eternal Dominion, uh, the blue one. You can search target opponent's library for a non-planeswalker permanent <laughs> and put it onto the battlefield. That's sick. Wow. Never-ending Torment, the black one. Exile cards from target opponent's, opponent's library equal to the number of cards in your hand. Okay, just mill them. Sure. Red, Undying Flames, deal damage to target creature or player equal to the CMC of the first non-land card you exile from the top of your library. Wow. So all, right. all of these are pretty good. Pretty wild. And then, yeah, you're co you're copying it every turn, but it is the only thing you're casting anymore. <laughs> like, you're never casting anything else. I like it. And they're not actually legendary. No. Oh. But okay. it was just sort of like, I think they were kind of going with the general concept of like, what would it be like if an sure. instant or sorcery were legendary? Well, we've now that realized was... that dream in Dominaria. Exactly. That's pretty wild. Epic. That's got to be the weirdest one we've... Uh, this is bizarre. Yeah. All right. Transmute. Transmute. So I've played with this one, but I put it on here because it's still weird. Okay. It only comes up every once in a while. Yeah. I recognize this, this um, keyword. So this is from the original Ravnica block. Uh, and basically, um, you... If you have a card in hand with transmute on it, you pay the transmute cost, you discard that card, and then you can search your library for a card with the same converted mana cost. Ah, yes. Um, so the way that it works um, in some, like if you remember the Amulet of Vigor uh, decks yeah. with the Primeval Titans, so you need a Summoner's Pact with those. Um, and you can transmute Talaria West mm -hmm. uh, for one blue blue. And it, since it's a land... It's CMC is zero. Right. But then you can go and get Summoner's Pact whose CMC is zero. And so... Uh, which is pretty pretty crazy. You all, you can... Teleria West is a card you'll see uh, in Modern, and we talked about this deck yeah. the other day on stream, in Mono Blue Living End uses oh, yeah. to go find Yeah, Living absolutely. End. And also, um, I think, like, some of the, uh, like, As Foretold decks yeah. uh, go and get, like, Ancestral Vision with it. Sure. So... Transmute! Pretty Still a thing! Just a real weird one. And like usually I think bizarre. that Teleria is the only, the Teleria West is the only one that you uh, really see much play of anymore. But yeah, basically it means like go and get something with the same value. 
Okay. Which is kind of cool. You're changing the spell in your hand into something else, transmuting it. Transmuting it. Oh my gosh, this next one has got to be my favorite of the list. <laughs> Tell us what it is. Haunt. <laughs> loves this mechanic. Really does. Really, really does. does. That's her favorite. What on earth could this mean? Okay. Okay, brain. This is what's happening with Haunt. Maria uh, sur- surmises. There is a creature. It uh-huh. dies, but it has Haunt. And so when it haunts you, it comes back as a spirit of its former self, but it's just like a worse card. <laughs> I think what happens is it haunts another creature you have, maybe? What? I think it... <laughs> okay. Okay. Okay, what does it do? Haunt works um, by allowing a permanent come into play ability to go off twice. Let's see. Okay, so a, it allows a card to be removed from a graveyard, haunting another permanent. <laughs> what? And when that permanent is put into a graveyard, a triggered ability what? of a haunting card is put on the stack. Okay. Let's We're going to have to read an example here. That sounds bizarre. Head designer Mark Rosewater considers haunt a mistake. <laughs> I'd say. Amen. I have no idea what it's talking about. Okay. I've seen it in play, which is the only, like, once it's in play, I think it makes a little bit more sense. Okay. Okay. Blind hunter. Okay. Two white, black, creature bat, two, two flying, haunt. When this creature dies, exile it, haunting target creature. When blind hunter enters the battlefield or the creature it haunts dies, target player loses two life and you gain two life. Okay, so the first time you, you it enters the battlefield, it has this cool ability. Exactly. You and get then like an ETB. Something. And then when it dies, it haunts something oh. else. And then when that thing that is haunting also dies, then you get the ETB again. Okay. So you get it at the very beginning and the very, very end. You do not get it Spooky. when it dies. You do not get it when it starts haunting. You only get it when the haunted thing dies. <laughs> because, you know, that's how haunting works. Right. Yeah, exactly. The ghost only does something bad to you by ripping out your teeth in the night, for example, when you're dead. <laughs> I was gonna say, God, that's terrifying. Big <laughs> dogs. A ghost running around ripping out teeth? It was the scariest thing I could think that's of. awful. Like, congratulations, <laughs> you did it. That's horrifying. <laughs> Why would it want them? <laughs> Megan's trying to hold her teeth in. Don't worry, Ghost Host doesn't like to rip out teeth. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Oh. Yuck. Wow. Uh. Wow. I was thinking it's more just like um, you get the benefit because the ghost is like, yes. Like, mission accomplished. Because you get my battle, you get my ability one more time and I'm out. This is the best one for sure. That's my guess. What a weird mechanic. I love it. Haunt. <laughs> Bizarre. I mean, like, your your opponent has to have a creature, too, for this to even, like... No, I think you can haunt your own stuff. But why? Because when that, that way when your creature dies... Oh, I see. Target get... player loses two life and you yeah. gain two life. Okay, so you don't care. Exactly. So you can haunt your own things. You Bizarre. Can haunt- yeah, you can hunt your own creatures. Okay, this one is also a very strangely named mechanic. Forecast. Forecast. When this creature comes into play, take a look at the weather. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I think, um, okay, here's my guess. Okay. Is that um, you get to, I think you can either, hear, hear me out, you can Go. either look at the top of your deck or yeah. the top of your opponent's deck. Yeah, it's got to be you something can look like at that. Something. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, wow. Forecast... <laughs> 
uh, is an activated ability that a player can use when the card is in their hand and only during their upkeep. Okay. Okay. Uh, wow. Let's take a look <clears throat> at let's, a card. Let's look at the card. With yeah. forecast. Look at the cards. Oh, look at Pride of the Clouds, blue-white creature, elemental cat. It's a 1-1 flying cat. What? Pride of the Clouds gets plus one, plus one for each other creature with flying on the battlefield. Forecast, two blue-white. Reveal Pride of the Clouds from your hand. Put a 1-1 white and blue bird creature token with flying into play. Play this ability only, only during your upkeep and only once each turn. Oh, I feel like we've seen this before. Have we? This feels familiar. I don't remember it at all. I don't know. Weirdly, I feel like I do. But so it's like you could play it wrong. early if you want a one-one flyer for two. Which why would you ever do that? Or you can just forecast for a few turns and then play it, and it's bigger. Yeah. Although, and this is nice. I think, like, it's nice if you draw it late in the game. Right. That way, you're not just going to pay blue-white and have this little flyer. Um, and it also makes it bigger because it gets plus one plus one for each other creature with flying on the yeah. battlefield. So you spend some time forecasting, and then when you play it, it's bigger. There's an instant with forecast, which is kind of cool. Stealing stance, one white, white instant creatures you control get plus one, plus one until end of turn. Or you can forecast it for a single white mana, reveal it from your hand, target creature gets plus one, plus one until end of turn. That's pretty good. Yeah. This reminds me of Tetsamok. I like it. Yeah, it is kind of like Tetsamok, a little prey counter. Yeah. All right. This is very flexible. Exactly. You know what? I kind of like this one. Me too. I mean, it's it's a I would do this again. It's a teensy bit complicated in that you have to do it during your upkeep. Yeah. But other than that, I like it because you can do it early. Like I said, I love cards where you can scale with the game. Yeah, exactly. Use it when and you I need like it. And I like that it's like, it's forecast is just like a little, a smaller version of what the card yeah. does. Yeah, boop. Guess this what's was, coming. Uh, just an Azoria skill, so just blue and white. All right. I like it. I like it. Forecast, you get a good job. <laughs> you get a, yeah. Yeah, buddy. Good job. I have literal no idea what Ripple could possibly be. I have no idea either. Ripple. Ripple. Ugh. Okay. Uh, Gosh, like, after something attacks, like... Wow. Um, something happens because wait, of the I'm attack? I'm going to tell you something that's going to make you really confused. Oh, it has so far appeared on two instants, a sorcery, an aura, and a creature. Wow, that's it? Okay, but also, Ripple. it can go across all of those. Oh, after you cast this spell, there's the ripple effect has got to happen after you cast it. Like the next turn, you're still feeling the ripple effects of the spell that was cast the previous turn. Is that, am I thinking of this correctly? Um, okay. <laughs> this is the way it works. It's ripple and then N. So like whatever the number is. Yeah. Uh, and then when you cast this spell, you may reveal the top N cards of your library. You may cast any revealed cards with the same name as this spell without paying their mana costs. Put the rest on the bottom of your library. Okay. Oh. So He's basically, copied. if you get lucky and you hit. Yeah. You get to get cast it again. Yeah. Dumb. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I feel Whatever. this one. This one gets a meh. Yeah. That's <laughs> how I feel about Ripple. Meh. <laughs> This next mechanic is called vanishing, yeah. which, how is this not phase? What have we talked about? Phasing? It's not phasing. We've talked it's about not fading. Fading. Vanishing. Attempt number three to make something go away. Yep. <laughs> Slowly, no doubt. Vanishing. Oh my gosh. That limits the number of turns a permanent can remain in play. Okay, yeah, sure. Yeah. Yes. Yes. The same. Okay, so it's vanishing N. So again, it's like 
N would be a number. Um, the per the permanent enters the battlefield with N time counters on it. At the beginning of your upkeep, remove a time counter from it. When the last is removed, sacrifice it. Yeah. How is it not just fading again? It's the same. Whatever. Wait. Except this one says fading is when you can't remove any more counters from then it. Then it's... So you get it for one more turn. This is like a fixed <laughs> fading because that part of fading is confusing. Ugh. So it's like fading, except it says you take off the last counter and you sacrifice it. Okay, so this is more like consumption that I invented for Rivals of Ixalan yeah, so. than fading even was. I think it's just basically like a less confusing fading. Yeah, I agree. That is, that is less confusing. Yeah. But. Okay, that's what they say. It's like. It is just a basically, it's a better fading. A better fading. A better fading. All right. Oh, do you know what I learned about phasing? Remember when we were talking about <laughs> when things phase in? Like, it's, yeah. if it's phased, phased out, out, phases in. phased in. That's actually, speaking of Dominaria, that's yeah. like Teferi's deal. Oh, is it I really? Think. Yeah, because there was at some point when they were like fighting a big fight and Teferi was like. I'm out of here. No, they, they were like, they needed Teferi, but he was phased out at the time. <laughs> Where's Teferi? Or something like that. Ah, I think it's I'm out of phase. Like I'm trying to remember it because I was reading some Dominaria lore, Dang. and I think I remember that being a thing where they were just like Teferi should have been there fighting too, but he was phased out. Yeah, Teferi went on a bender the night before. He's not going to be here. Uh, sorry, everybody. He's phased he's out. He's phased out. <laughs> call call into work. Sorry, I'm phased out today. Can't come in. Uh, absorb. What? Okay. How is this not just like merge? Or what am I thinking of? You, uh, blah, 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 blah. When they combine in two things into one. Oh, yeah. What was that called again? You know, Brazella. Bru <laughs> Why can't I think what of it? What was it? It's driving me meld. crazy. Meld. There we go. How is this not just meld? Um, okay. Or is it? Oh, it's damage prevention. Oh, um, okay. So it's written as absorb N again. N is a number. Um, if a source would deal damage to this creature, prevent N of that damage. Whoa, 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 whoa. It, it is on one it. card. One card. The most obscure of any of the, that we've seen so far. In future sight. Yep. Okay. So it's the time shifted. Got know, it. Lymph sliver. Lymph. Gross. Yuck. Gross. All sliver creatures have absorb one. Oh, well, oh, that is pretty okay. handy for a sliver to have. Yeah, it really is. So why this thing costs five. So if you're, like, dealing three damage to it, it only takes two damage. And Yum. it absorbs one. You know, that name makes sense. Lymph sliver. Urza's sponge. It's absorbed three. <laughs> oh, this one I put in here. This is another one that's only on one thing. Yes. Or a swap. Or a swap. I happen oh, to know this boy. one. Yeah. Uh... Only on the card Arcanum Wings. Do you want to tell us what Arcanum Wings does? Uh, of course. One in a blue for an enchantment aura. Enchant creature. Enchanted creature is flying. Aura swap. Two in a blue. So like, or Arcanum Wings, who cares? The real ability is aura swap. Two in a blue. Exchange this aura with an aura card in your hand. Nice. Schwink. So you, you put it on something for one in a blue, and then the next turn, you put on something better busted instead or you could do it that same turn if you had enough mana that's true it's like yeah if you're at five yeah what's the one it like people try and do this right there's like a silly version of Boggle there is that tries to put on like the plus seven plus seven annihilator enchantment yeah it's an eldrazi 
situation. Yeah, that's right. And then it's just dumb. So yep. this is really kind of the only <laughs> use for aura swap, I guess. you could Only on one thing. That's it. Because it's from future You sight. just want that crazy Eldrazi aura. Yep. Yeah. Some people are always like, oh, could you make a blue version of Boggles? And it's like, well, you do. You could put in, the, you know, curiosity... Curious Obsession, excuse me now, and I guess you could, but then you start thinking, oh, now I can play Aura Swap, and now I can play this Eldrazi, or, oh, yes, and now all of a sudden yeah. your deck is not Boggles anymore, it's a weird combo deck. The Eldrazi Aura costs like seven on its own yeah. or something like yeah. that, which is why you want to Aura Swap it. Correct. All right, Aura Swap. Frenzy. Ooh, Frenzy. When it, when it attacks, um, it makes two other one ones that also attack with it for a feeding Frenzy. Ooh, I like that. Uh, let's see. Um, it's another feature site mechanic. Yeah, now there's two of them. Uh, oh, because there's also it's also on a card. It's also in Garbage Elemental and Unstable. Oh, oh because Garbage Elemental was just yes, a bunch. Can have anything. Anything. Basically. Okay. Uh, Frenzy sure. Sliver. One and a black. Uh, one, one. All Sliver creatures have Frenzy one. Whenever a Sliver attacks and isn't blocks and isn't blocked, it gets plus one, plus O oh until end of turn. So Frenzy, it's like Frenzy N. Yeah. And whatever the number is, and if it's not blocked, it gets plus, okay. plus N, plus O. Oh. Okay. Yeah. That's okay. pretty straightforward. Yeah. Pretty straightforward indeed. Very straightforward. So do we want to do any more, or do we want to save for... Do we want to save the last few? Save the last few for all the... What do we say? Forever Mechanics Part 3. We'll save them. We'll save some, them just for you all. There's some good ones next There to, still are some good ones. Including this next one, which I see, a little preview. Yes. And I have to say, admit that I cheated with this one, and I found out what it did because... Yeah, because it's I real weird. I could not believe it. I We guessed what it was. Yes, and we were very wrong. Yeah, we were wrong. <laughs> it's just so weird. Well, everyone, join us next week for... Forever, forever, mechanics forever? I don't know which way it was. Forever mechanics, mechanics forever. Part three. Part three. (laughs) The final chapter. Everybody, ultrapro.com is a place to head to if you want some magic paraphernalia that'll just make you happy. That's right, everybody. You can get play mats, you can get deck boxes, you can get sleeves, all with the most awesome and up-to-date magic art or the most iconic magic art on the backs or fronts or sides of them, depending (laughs) on if it's sleeves, play mats, (laughs) or deck boxes. You choose! Uh, UltraPro has some uh, really awesome, awesome stuff, including gravity dice, which we talk about all the time on the show, eclipse sleeves, which are a dream to shuffle, and uh, like Megan mentioned, it has all the up-to-date art. One of my favorite new products from them are the life pads that have the basic lands on them from unhinged. So beautiful John Avon Forest Island Mountain. Fold out and lay so flat. (gasps) Oh, I know. A lot of times those life pad books, they're kind of hard to keep open. Sometimes I have to like put my heavy thing of dice on them to keep them down. No, these lay flat. They just lay beautifully flat. Everything look so pretty. Yeah, and they're so like little. Like, you can just, like, pack them in yeah. so quick. They fit really nice in your bag. Nice. Speaking of, Ultra Pro even has bags you can buy to take to That's tournaments. That's right. If you want a really cool um, bag with, like, specific playmat holders on it, like, they've thought of everything. Uh, so, yeah, Ultra Pro, sponsor of the show. We thank them so much for believing in us. So if you could take a moment, check out their website or buy some of their stuff and a store near you.
friends, this has been episode 268 of Magic the Amateur. And thanks for coming along for the old ridey poo. Yeah. We, uh, old, a lot of ride. mechanics in this episode. Yeah, exactly. Wow. If you work on cars for a living, you feel right at home right here in this episode. That's right. Or you started listening to this episode because you thought it was about cars <laughs> and you don't know anything about magic, but maybe now you want to play. Now you want to play. And we got a resource for you. Wow. It's called Magic, magic 101. Magic 101. <laughs> Check it out, youtube.com slash MTACast. While you're there, yeah. hit that little sub button. Boop. We really hope you do, though, because yeah. it is one of the new projects that we're super excited to work on now that we've got more space uh, in the in the wonderful MTA office, Ravnica. Yes. Um, and that we're able to do because uh, Patreon supports uh Patreon support from you all yeah. helps us make those new things. Um, so please, if you are not already a patron, consider becoming one um, so that we can continue to bring you new, interesting, and awesome series uh, that are going to help bring new people into the game and bring lots of joy to people who are already playing it. Yeah, expanding uh, the library of what MTA does is entirely possible because of the support on Patreon. So please consider becoming a member if you haven't yet. Big thanks once again to our sponsor, Card Kingdom. Cardkingdom.com slash MTAcast, the place to go to get those $5 rookie decks or those uh, oh, sweet. $10 uh, battle decks. Or, you know, they have a sweet playmat that's unicorns on it and a yep. rainbow in the background awesome. and a deck box with cats. Hello! The That's Magic for right. Her promotion is still going on. I think they like sold out of the first ones. It did yeah. so well. So they're going to reorder and do some new ones. So check out the Magic for Her promotion at cardkingdom.com uh, slash MTAcast. That's right. Wow. And remember, it is new player month. Yay. So if you want to be entered for a chance to win some of these, uh, a set of these rookie decks and an awesome Card Kingdom play you know what else we have? Um, yeah, you can tweet at us uh, a photo and or a little story of someone that you were teaching to play magic. Uh, also, you will melt our hearts with it. Oh, yes. We love seeing your because photos. Because it is great, and we love them so much. So I just remembered we have these as well, these Let's challenger decks from we Wizards of talk, the Coast. We, have we talked about these? I don't think we have. We should talk. We should devote more time yeah, to them we than should. just like right now. But, but we have them. One of the awesome things, if you're looking to get in a standard, uh, you can look them up on Card Kingdom. Uh, these are product from Wizards that are awesome. Um standard ready uh challenger decks with a sideboard no less yeah with a sideboard a full 75 uh a full 75 competitive deck that yeah. you can take out to an fnm these are great so these are going to be in our uh, giveaways too at the end of the month our normal giveaway our gleam giveaway of course you can find the link to that in the show notes or under our youtube video and uh we'll include one of these in that too these things are so cool yeah we'll talk more about them next week and of course the great designer search number three is on they've narrowed it down to the top eight competitors so hopefully we'll get a chance to mention that next next week as well because there's some cool stuff that the uh competitors are inventing they're creating their own cards and they're kind of cool to see some new stuff and new ideas those people are coming up with so yeah we've got a bunch of stuff next episode so you, you know put it on your calendar <laughs> or just tell google and it'll give you a reminder and it'll put it in that google doc about you <laughs>